Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Wherever you are, welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the she in. I don't have one. Oh, Shelob. Do you remember Shelob? Oh, uh huh. I watched um, Lord of the Rings over Christmas. Very nice. And now. I think we did too. Did like, you? Ish. Okay. Matthew, we- we're working on a love for Christmas movies. And he is. Yeah. He is really putting in a lot of effort. Good. So. While Lord of the Rings is not, <laughs> it's February. It's not a holiday like, trilogy. Christmas, <laughs> you guys, we're not letting go. Mm-hmm. We won't. <laughs> I can't let go, Jack. Never let go. Sorry. Um, hi, my name is Summer Yeager. Like in the Revenant. Like it just <laughs> in the Revenant when he wouldn't let that guy go. When he just wouldn't wouldn't let die. anything go. No, wouldn't let life go. Uh-oh. No, just like well, that. I mean, that's pretty much where you're at when you cut open an animal to crawl inside. And live. Yeah. Of course, when you say yes. that, I'm just thinking of Empire Strikes Back. When Luke. <laughs> oh, it was like, the... was Leonardo DiCaprio in that? <laughs> <laughs> no. But when Luke Skywalker. You're right. He also the, does that. The Tauntaun? Luke Skywalker is like the fake space version of the Revenant. Yeah. Basically. I love Luke Skywalker. Don't follow Mark Hamill on Twitter, though. It's really depressing. For some reason, I follow Mark Ham- Mark Hamill. The guy that plays Luke, and I also follow Richard Marks, the guy that's saying, wherever you go. Oh, okay. You know, they're both just horrible people. <laughs> just terrible. I would believe that Hollywood produces uh-huh. horrible people. Richard Marks was tweeted the other day that we shouldn't, like, if you believe Noah's Ark was real, like, you probably shouldn't be allowed to vote. So anyway, my name is... Sarah. I'll just vote without my ID. <laughs> Joke's on you, whatever your name is. <laughs> My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, I'm ready to hear that thing that you told me you weren't going to tell oh, me about. Oh, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yep. I have an accusation to throw at you. <laughs> Great. Oh, Do you like and enjoy uh, regular M&Ms? No. Okay. <sighs> I also don't enjoy the peanut ones. Oh, okay. So you like the peanut butter ones is what you're saying. I don't enjoy M&Ms. Okay, so no M and M's for you in general. Re- the Reese's um, Reese's Pieces uh-huh. are the closest thing to an M M&M and M that I enjoy. Okay, all right. I'm just not an M M&M and M person. Okay. Um, I just think, I think there is a case to be made for like an M M&M, and M, like peanut butter M and M's or something. Yeah. And an M and M with something in it, like yeah. coconut or pretzel or whatever. Yeah. But I just think that regular M&M's are... Gross. They're nothing. No, they're They're not even a candy. No, it tastes like you found something on the floor. Right. And you ate it. Right. It doesn't taste like chocolate. Because they covered it in weird shells. Something weird. Yeah. And then you bite it and it just gets stuck in your molar and then you're picking it out of your molar and And it's not food. But it doesn't taste... Doesn't taste good. No. No. Mm -mm. Nay, nay. I say that... Okay. Because my my husband and I were having this conversation. Does he like M&M's? Well... 
here's here's what I said. I was like, here's how you know M&Ms aren't really good. <laughs> because nobody just like buys a bag of M&Ms no. to eat. Mm-mm. If you buy M&Ms, mm-hmm. it's because you're making trail mix. You're doing something. And then he was like, what about freezing them? And I was like, no, what? that's weird. But okay. What? But I was like, but even then you're having to do. Why is he freezing them? That means you can't like buy a bag of M&Ms and just eat them. You have to freeze them. Or he even said melt them. For what purpose? Because it. Well, that's what you get to eat. And I'm like, why couldn't you just pick? So you can't have them in the their s- natural state. Right. That's what I was saying. <laughs> they're so That bad. was my point is that they're obviously the lowest form of candy because yeah. you just, you're, you're standing there. I'm yeah. so, even if you like mm-hmm. them melted or frozen, mm-hmm. when you are standing in a candy aisle I just with got the 521 <laughs> other candy options, if you bought you're not going to be like, oh. I'm going to pop these in the microwave later. <laughs> Ew. Like, I'm even willing to make the concession because I like Junior Mints frozen only. I like Junior Mints, yeah. But I'm willing to say that if they must be frozen, there obviously are better, there might be a better choice for you. that's true. But I don't know. And well, so, okay. So I love my husband and I'm I'm being hyperbolic about this because that's what I do. (laughs) Um, But he... Was like, at one point, he goes, well, why don't you talk to your friend about plain M&M's? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He's yeah. like, well, the the most recent time I ate frozen M&M's was at Summer's house. <laughs> and she likes them. She likes frozen plain M&M's. I can explain. <laughs> I can explain. And I thought. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She. I hope you thought, no, she doesn't. I did think that. I was like, that can't be true. It's not. First of all, okay, but yep. mm-hmm. um, instantly, what I thought was maybe God. that Nani had something to do with it. Instantly, you knew. <laughs> um, but I can, I can but explain. yeah, okay. So go ahead and like, uh, exonerate like, yourself. I feel like you just like opened up my hall closet and like nothing but empty beer cans fell out, and I'm like, I can explain. Um, <laughs> that's how it feels right now. Um, okay, so my mom was staying at my house. And she said to Eric, I need something chocolate. Like, but Eric, so Eric, here's the thing. Here's what Eric does. So in a way, this is all my fault. And in a way, it's not. Um, so, in a way, I will never take responsibility for this. <laughs> so I've told you guys before how when he runs an errand and let's say he has to go to the store to pick some stuff up. And obviously since the Rona and all of the physical things I've gone through this past year, more than ever, he picks things up. Right. Treats. Treats. He's got to go out. If like, if we need eggs or if, you know, it's like these little things or whatever, he's the one that goes. So anyway, I have this amazing ability to remember something else we needed the second he walks out of a store. Oh, okay. Like my timing is, it's perfectly bad. Like I am perfect at, the worst timing to text him and be like, Hey, are you still there? As he's like putting his keys into the car Mm -hmm. to unlock it with the stuff he just bought. Or like I've texted him as the cashier is handing him the receipt. Like that's my timing. It's perfectly bad. (laughs) So, so that's what you're responsible for is what you're saying. That's what, that's what I'm responsible for. So because I did that one time, my mom was over at my house and he texts. So what he does now is he texts 
when he's waiting in a line and he's like, are you sure? Because Mm -hmm. I'm here. And he knows in the next five minutes, I'm going to think of something. So he's like trying to preemptively. Right. He's being resourceful and keeping that from happening. So he was like, do you guys need anything else? I'm getting in line. (laughs) Like, here's your, here's your chance. And so I was sitting next to mom and I was like, do we need anything else from the store? And my mom was like, I would really like some kind of like, I don't know, like chocolate or something. Mm -hmm. And so I texted Eric and I was like, we really need some chocolate or something. (laughs) So Eric reached out and what was the nearest largest? He was already in line. He was already in line. And like, I guess the nearest largest thing was this weird shaped, not a normal bag of M&Ms. Oh, like like the family size. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, or whatever. And so he just grabbed that because the only quali- like the only qualification was chocolate or something. Right. And so that was what he grabbed. And of course, literally no one wants them. So I so put them in this freeze. freezer. <laughs> and then one time Matthew was over and he's like, do you guys have any snacks? And like, I hadn't been to the store in forever. Okay. And I was like, there's M&Ms in the freezer. Oh, I'm going to have to tell him. I'm going to have to tell him that. So in a way, those, it's my fault. Those M&Ms were banished to the freezer. They were banished. They, they were, were in not there. lovingly put there. No, they were in there because I didn't want them. <laughs> you left them out in the cold. I did. I put them in the cold. <laughs> I was like, get in the cold. No one wants you. So that's... All right. Well, that clears it up. And then thankfully he came over because he ate them all. None okay. of us were going to eat them. And that he solved your M&M problem. Solved my M&M problem. I don't have to see Well, anymore. he's making... This time he's making trail mix. Okay. So at least the M&Ms are going into something. I hate peanuts. Anyway. Well, I was trying to... Oh, you do. I hate peanuts. I can't eat trail mix because everything tastes like a peanut to me. Yeah, it is kind of over... I think that's a mistake of a lot of trail mixes is that they're very peanut heavy. My favorite thing It's because peanuts are inexpensive. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing about peanuts is when you chew them and they taste like peanut butter. (laughs) But until they taste like peanut butter, butter. I'm not interested. (laughs) And the trail mix that... Is made of like pecans and cashews costs forty five dollars. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. So no trail mix. I just see, I just buy bags of walnuts. Anyway, <laughs> this is unimportant. So today <laughs> we are just going to answer some questions that you guys have sent us. I'm so behind on email and messages, and it's just been and it's just been crazy. Week. And I'm just like, I need to answer some of your guys' questions. So here we are. That's what we're going to do. Yep. And Joy hasn't heard any of these, which makes it kind of more fun for me. Okay. I don't know if it makes it fun for anybody else, but it makes it fun for me. Yeah. Okay. Here's the first question. I was raised Baptist and believed that predestined... I was too. And believed that predestination was a ridiculous idea that went against everything the Bible taught. And then I started reading on my own and doing some research and listening to y'all. I love that she said (laughs) y'all. And hearing Calvinists preach. And now I'm an on-the-fence Calvinist fall over the other side friend i would love to do more reading and wondered if there is a particular book you'd recommend for someone in that situation so that's the first part of the question second part of the question is also hilarious also what the heck is your intro (laughs) the whole have you had your soup today and the taste of coke is so satisfying it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds is there a reason for it is it just random and meant to people get meant to get people to email you in confusion (laughs) Okay, so well, I think you probably know of a book you can recommend. Yeah, I know of a to couple. her. Yeah, I have a couple book recommendations. Um, so 
my dad has written a great book. That, I mean, that's what instantly <laughs> came to mind for me. Um, so The Potter's Freedom by my dad. I heard at one point that that was a hard book to get a yeah, hold of. It was. Um, and if you really need a hookup, just email me again. Not all of you, just this lady. Oh, okay. It's back. It's okay. It's back. It's back. Yeah. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I remember there was one point I was looking into getting a copy for someone and it was okay. like, I could find it was hard to find a copy for like $75. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I lent mine out and <clears throat> have never seen it again. So yeah, I was like, man, it's going to stink to have to spend right. 75 bucks to replace that. It doesn't cost $75 anymore. No. There you go. So I recommend that <laughs> one. And then um, R.C. Sproul has a book called What is Reformed Theology? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Understanding the Basics. So it's very simple. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle. It's on Audible. Um, he also has a book called Chosen by God that's really good. Again, Kindle, Amazon, There, it's easy to find. Um, so those three are the ones that I recommend. And... I think it would just be helpful, but also I just think keep reading the Bible. Yeah. Um, I don't believe I can say this confidently. We don't believe, um, we're Cal- like we're, we aren't Calvinists because we think like, Oh, John Calvin figured everything out. Like I believe that everything that ca- the Calvinistic system teaches is straight from scripture. And if you just, um, keep studying the scriptures. Um, I, I think it's an inescapable conclusion, but obviously we live in a time where you can buy all these books that are extremely helpful. So right. if you want help, they're there. Yeah. Um, and then in regards to the intro, <laughs> um, when we first accepted the name Sheologians for our Which was podcast, bestowed, bestowed upon us. Yes, by Luke, <laughs> Pastor Luke Pastor Pearson. Pastor Luke, yeah. Um, we, I was like, the only way this is going to work if we is if we can make fun of ourselves. I never wanted to be, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with like pumpkin spice latte font and flowers. And <laughs> I have no, latte font. I, have, I have no problem. <laughs> I have no problem with any of those things. <laughs> and some of those things I love, uh-huh. but I was like, that can't be, I can't have that mm-hmm. and have it. Like, take it seriously. It would be weird for me. Mm-hmm. So one of my requests was that we just make be able to make fun of ourselves a little bit. Yeah. And so we were thinking, you know, we're two women and our producer at the time, Marcus Pittman, put that together. He just found a royalty-free little sound bites and A little and clips. ad from... A long time ago. Right. <laughs> from a 50s, from, you know, like that era where women were possibly a little more put together than <laughs> we. So we were kind of making fun of that a little bit. And then obviously uh-huh. we have the scream because that. It's, it's really tongue in cheek. Like right. The taste of Coke is so satisfying. It keeps them from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Like that's not how we live. And right. We don't endorse drinking soda. Soda will make you gain weight, by the way. Like, yeah. this is a terrible ad, but... Unless um, <laughs> unless it's filled with cocaine like it was when right. the ad was made. So <laughs> And it really did make you lose weight. <laughs> it's nothing to be confusing. It's We talk about feminism. We talk about women's issues. And I think the intro is like, 
kind of making fun of all of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, next question. I listened to both episodes of The Big Six. So that was when we had my dad on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we talked about The Big Six Bible verses that deal directly with the issue of homosexuality. And she said, I was left wondering if I missed a fundamental thought of today's world. Are homosexuals born that way? I understand and agree that the act of homosexual relations is a sin and against God. However, do you believe who these individuals are attracted to is their choice or something they were born with? I'd appreciate any thoughts. So (laughs) one of my favorite things, um, Rosaria Butterfield talks about this a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think Christians... I think we have a hard time with this question because the world has insisted that, well, if you're born this way, then it that must mean it's okay. Like, right. you can't judge me because I was born this way. God gave that the stamp of approval <clears throat> when he allowed it to happen in his right. creation. And, and the idea that born this way is a good thing, number one, is just not a Christian thought in terms of sin, we do believe so there is a way in which, yes, you were born that way. You yeah. were born in sin. Mm-hmm. You were born with crooked desires. You were born, um, you know, in sin. <laughs> My mother conceived me. We mm-hmm. were born sinners. Um, and so, y- yes, you can absolutely say, uh, I was born this way. I was born a sinner. Yeah. If that's what you mean. Right. Um, but when the world says born this way, they mean I was born this way. Therefore, it's, it's a good thing. Natural. When we yeah. say it, we're like, you were born that way. You were born sinning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you, you're going to have to really go on an individual basis. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Ask the person. Have they, have they always sinned this way? <laughs> like, right. you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that. Um, Obviously, a lot of people uh, go through traumatic experiences as kids, and it shapes their sexuality. Well, and we, and we absolutely know that um, pop culture and social media has influenced. What's that book that just came out about? It's not written by a Christian. But she wrote, it's about uh, transgender. Uh, oh, um, irreversible damage. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So we see things like that. There's been a few other um, oh, yeah. books written. So we obviously know, too, that um, you can be this this area in particular. Well, I think the area of sexuality is highly. Um, you are. You are influenced. influenced. Strongly yes. influenced. It's, highly, it's strongly influenced. Like mm-hmm. I would. But I would. I would also say it's we are strongly influenced to believe that shacking up and living with your boyfriend for 10 years before getting married is normal. Yeah. And also um, sleeping with someone new every night is normal. normal not bad. So I do think there is a, you know, there's an influence there's as well that, yeah. in this, in this area. Yeah. Um, but that being said, just because, uh, well, certainly not just because certainly if the world says something is good and natural and normal, <laughs> Um, there's you a really wouldn't... great chance it's not right. You don't want to <laughs> go based off that. No, you don't. But no, and and in terms of um, scientifically, there is no evidence to my knowledge that Mm-mm. there is any sort of um, genetic component. Right. Yeah, because they've so. And I just want to say, it doesn't 
it doesn't matter. So right. if you if if this if your argument for or against homosexuality hinges on whether or not someone was born that way, then mm-hmm. you've already you've already left Christian foundational right. thought. Yeah. Um, because yes, you were born you were born a sinner and uh you're not a slave to your biology. Right. So it really doesn't matter and well, and the world sees Christianity as a so as a construct. Mm-hmm. It's something that that society constructed at one point because, well, because the world is guided by evolutionary fitness, or it's guided by whatever, mm-hmm. or it's guided by nothing, and it just happened that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you'll and you'll see this all over the place. But the the Basically, the idea they do this with uh, gender roles too. Um, feminists do. They say that that is a construct. Um, so if we can break that construct down, because mm-hmm. it's just something that humans made, right? So then it doesn't so matter. So then I'm a human. <laughs> right. I can make a new thing. But that's not right. That's what Summer's talking about. That's not how the world actually right. works. God, God made everything Mm -hmm. and then he gave his law uh he fills things with life Mm -hmm. um so it's not just that like humans create these constructs and then we as humans can also decide Mm -hmm. to go against them Mm -hmm. um that's not that that's the line of thinking that gets you to well if i was born this way it should be fine because it's biological it's not right and you're your homophobia was socially constructed and now I'm breaking it down and just being who I was born to be. But that's not even like where we start from as Christians. Right. Yeah. That's a bad, that's a bad foundation. So sure you were born that way. So what? Um, Question three. I was listening to your recent how not to be a feminist episode. I've been thinking more about how to adhere to these biblical principles and our changing culture. Joy mentioned loving our husbands, which is wonderful for those who are married, but there are also way too many Christian women who have the desire to marry, but are still single. I guess my question is how do single women stay encouraged and follow our biblical role in this culture? I want to get married, support my husband, my family, but because I'm single, I have to work. There is pressure to advance in my career, but I don't want a career. I want a family. Um, she basically ends up by saying godly men are hard to come by these days. Um, that is sad if true in your area. So, um, obviously how do you, so I guess her overall question is how do I stay encouraged and stay feminine if I'm not married? And so this, I think this shouldn't be a difficult answer. I think there's just some quick categories to get straight, which Mm -hmm. is that you are a woman, whether or not you're married. So let's not forget that you are feminine, whether or not you're married. Um, Most of us will get married. That doesn't mean that all of us get married. So what does single femininity look like? Because single femininity is going to be different from married femininity. And because you're the app, the practical application of your womanhood is in a different context. Right. So motherhood and being a wife, those are practical applications of your womanhood that will differ. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think number one, don't give in to, I think a lot of single women can kind of give in to the lie that they can't be real women if they're not married. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And just remember that you're believing a lie if you believe that. Because getting married doesn't make you a woman. I think it's a great God-given desire that you have. And continue to pursue it and be patient and wait as the Lord, you know, wait on the Lord. Um, Surround yourself with your local church Mm -hmm. and continue to pursue God and be faithful and be patient. And I understand that that can be painful. Yeah. Um, This, you know, but definitely whenever you feel that sneaking desire to believe like I'm not really a woman because I'm not a mom or if you're if you're feeling that um you need to kill it when it comes up and make sure you kill it without laying blame at something else's feet right because it's really popular to be like well everyone else is making me feel this way um you need to take responsibility for your feelings and you need to believe the truth regardless yeah. of whether the lie is coming from you or maybe the lie is coming from people around you. Um, but more often than not, I think we allow ourselves to feel a certain way um, and to believe lies and to we end up hurting ourselves. It's like we kick the wall and then we're like, oh, my toe. And right. it's like, well, but you... You know, right. um, so... And I'm not saying that the person that asked this is doing it. Um, right. I just... I, I know that temptation because I'm a human too mm-hmm. to believe a lie and then to get mad at everybody else because I've been right. believing this lie yeah. um, when really it was my, I needed to do the hard work of killing that. Um, yeah. There's so many ways that you can be faithful, um, a faithful woman. Well, and yeah, you, yeah, you can obviously, you can to an extent initiate a relationship with the kids in your church initiate a relationship with people who have a lot of kids um and be helpful Mm -hmm. with kids you can serve my recommendation would be absolutely be to serve and i don't i don't disagree with you that there are it's hard to find (laughs) christian men um but hopefully the one that wants to marry you is looking for the servant in the church and um Mm -hmm. and yeah as somebody that has only very still very recently mm-hmm. become a married person with a child. Um, yeah, it's important that you um, serve and don't think of it as like a married woman serving. So this is what she can contribute mm-hmm. and like a single woman mm-hmm. serving. So this is what she can contribute. It's just about like serving, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, and you know, some of the best marriage advice I I have gotten came from single people. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times people kind of, you pigeonhole yourself and you're like, right. well, I don't want to hear advice on how to be single from someone who's married, or right. I don't want to hear marriage advice from someone who's single. And then you end up, you end up kind of removing yourself even further from where you want to go mm-hmm. um, from being in community with people. Uh, and it's just, it's just not helpful. So it's like, when you are single, that doesn't mean that you can't, sometimes you decide not to be a part of that community because you're like, well, I need to find other single people only. Right. And then, but you know, if you're single and you desire to be married, you should be preparing for marriage. You should be around people who are married. Right. You should be around families. Um, and you have an opportunity to serve as a single person that, uh, in ways that you won't be able to once you're married. Right. Um, so take those opportunities and be willing but to... you don't have to feel like your service is secondary because right, it's not because marriage mm-hmm. causes you to level up or something right you don't level up no um 
you definitely you become sanctified through other means like right. that God is using. But I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it's it's hard to be single when you want to be married. We don't have to mm-hmm. lie about that. I hate the whole like we're going to actually talk about this next week a little bit, but the whole idea of like making single people feel better and being like, well, it's such a gift and da, da, da. And it's like, but you're sitting there feeling like, I don't want this gift. I want the right. gift of marriage. Right. It's like, <laughs> I'm that's not, not a bad thing to want. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, you need to be so happy that you don't have this thing you want. Right. That's not, that is such a, a mixed up category that I just, I'm not going to do. And anyway, I feel like we'll talk more about this next week, but, um, you can be biblical in your job and in your career. Um, and I, I totally get the wanting to be married and wanting to hold out to be married. So you sort of like pause your life and you sort of like, you know, you graduate high school, maybe college, and you just kind of stay the same because you're like, well, things are really going to change when, when I get, I get married. married. <laughs> um, but don't. Yeah. Uh, don't you don't have to do that. No. Um, Take whatever opportunities yeah. the Lord's putting in front of yeah. you that you can be faithful in. Yeah. And trust because that if he's you're, leading you. Like if, if he, if, you know, we're called to serve in a financial way to our churches mm-hmm. and if you're 10% or whatever you, I'm not, I'm not making tithing <laughs> rules because that's none of my business what your tithing rules are. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're you're supposed to give back to God mm-hmm. what was his. And, you know, so you already have commands that are given to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, don't, uh, don't wait and sort of stagnate yourself just mm-hmm. because uh, something might be on the horizon because something yeah. might be on the horizon, but you're still being given. You the can be 10 years given. out. And right. I, that's, I'm sorry if that's a sad Yeah new like if oh, yeah. that, that hurts but like ultimately like you don't know so pursue what god is calling you to in this moment and be faithful right. in it yeah is my very general advice since mm-hmm. i don't know the specific situation right yeah <laughs> okay next question hi i have a question about your toxic positivity episode towards the end when talking about prayer and saying not to be anxious and not to sin in your you said not to be anxious and not to sin in your prayer. Would you mind elaborating a bit? Then she had some follow-up nuance here. You use the example of Jesus praying in Gethsemane, accepting God's peace. He was sweating blood. So wouldn't you say he was anxious? Often I enter a prayer in an anxious state and prayer is what lifts it and brings me to peace. Are we not to come to God in any way we possibly can in any moment to find his peace? So just a couple quick responses to that. No, you are not to God you are not to come to God. I'm never going to be like, come to God sinning. <laughs> right. Um, no, I, I wouldn't encourage that. You don't come to God in any way. You need to come to God remembering that you are God. I'm sorry. You are not God. <laughs> he is God and you are not. Um, so I guess that's my qualification there is, right. is that um, I understand like Jesus tore the veil and it's based on his work that we can approach God and praise God for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there are many times that I come to God sinning and I'm not aware of it and praise God for his patience and his mercy towards me as he reveals my sin to me. Obviously we don't have to be sinless before we can pray. Praise God for that. (laughs) Um, because of what Jesus did. Um, but I think what I was saying was that, no, I don't believe that Jesus never sinned. Anxi- if anxiety is a sin, which I believe 
the Bible defines it as such, mm-hmm. then no, Jesus didn't pray with anxiety because he never sinned. I mean, he did. I he he obviously had a physical, very extreme physical reaction stress to is, stress, mm-hmm. which, but that doesn't. We can know those two things at the same time. We can know that like Jesus would never be stressed in a way that was sinful. Right. He carries our griefs and he bore our But he still had a physical And those things are all very real. We've never carried griefs or borne our sorrows in a sinless way like Christ did. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is we should model Christ. Um, He wasn't sweating blood because of anything, any kind of sinful anxiety. He knew more than we can ever imagine the the wrath he was about to bear. Right, yeah. I mean, he knew the terror. Um, fear is not always a sin. Right, <laughs> um, yeah. And the terror of what he was about to face. And I'm saying that he went to the father and said, you know, if you can let this cup pass for me, great, but right. not my will, your be yours be done. Mm-hmm. And so in our prayers, it needs to be, Lord, here is my request, and I trust you in it. Like, this is my request, but ultimately your will be done. Like, maybe he's going to fulfill it, maybe not. And you were, I think, I believe you were making the point that God has given his peace. Yeah. He's given us peace. We, Mm -hmm. um... We don't make it come about. Yeah, I think (laughs) that, I think maybe that's an issue in our time, that we just... I'm not saying you need to like flog yourself over it, but just we all need to just think about it a little bit more. How maybe we think that like because of what we know about prayer, maybe we think that we have to go to God to like activate (laughs) certain things. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just a new, it's a, um, the the Bible says some things about prayer that might seem contradictory, mm-hmm. but they're not in contradiction no. with one another. Right. Um. I feel like maybe I'm making this more confusing though. But the point no. is, is that we still like we still have, we're still said we're still told to ask for forgiveness and confess our sin. Mm-hmm. But like you talked about there are declarations that God has already made that are true regardless of whether we petition in prayer or not. And so sometimes I think we, I'm not saying it's wrong to go to God for things. I'm just saying we have to be careful about how, how we think prayer works. Like if I need peace, I have to do step one, go to God. Step two, I'll start to feel the peace go away or the peace come on and the anxiety go away because that's not always how, that works, you know? Right. So yeah, we just have to, um, make sure we're not thinking too much of it too much. Like we're not thinking of it in like a transaction right. way. Right. And that's, I don't even, I'm not even saying that to the person that wrote the email. I'm just saying right. that in general. So. Okay. Well, my last Hopefully one. that clarified. Yeah, I think it did. You it can email me anything. again if it didn't. <laughs> um, Celeste said, hey, so I'm listening to yesterday's podcast. Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't necessarily freeze in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, but his brother leaves him in the tub overnight, and he's blue when he gets him out. (laughs) See? 
I knew. I know you did. I knew that someone would come to us and be like. You did. You knew. You called it. So that's three. <laughs> that's anybody? Anybody, anybody have any others? Anybody else? Let us anybody know. Anybody have any other <laughs> any other movies where Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio froze? Then you need to tell, tell us about them. Yes, because we'll Stat. add it to the list. <laughs> Well, that's it. That's all I have. Um, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Check out our shop at shopsheologians.com. Grab, grab yourself a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash sheologians. That's how we keep doing what we're doing. And also, it's where you can find the book club. So yes. book club is a really great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not too late to join. We are only going to be discussing chapter three this week yeah. of Broken Bread. So yeah. if you would like to join us, go to patreon.com slash sheologians. And are you telling them anything else? I think that's it. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. Again. And me to walk the with in the past